welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. I saw Texas Sports 1015 say the Han- the Tannehill, excuse me, the Tannehill disrespect remains ridiculous. You know who will not disrespect you? Two Rivers Ford. When you go visit them in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com, they've been giving you exceptional customer service and quality American-made Ford vehicles since 1983. DraftKings Sportsbook and the DraftKings Sportsbook app, that is where you go to get in on all of the action, whether it's the College World Series that's currently going on or the NBA playoffs. Promo code A to Z Sports gets you involved. Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage at GaryAshton.com, the official real estate agent of the Titans, of the Preds, and of Primetime. Your dream address without the stress at GaryAshton.com. And of course, Brimac Mechanical, satisfaction guaranteed, all of them, all of your HVAC needs. I actually, they have something cool going on at Brimac that I'm going to tell you about later in the week and uh, and maybe even later in this show. But in the meantime, we have quarterback conversation to get into. So what uh, what Texas Sports 1015 says to start the proceedings, Tannehill disrespect remains ridiculous. So I've, I've seen, and this is really more of a, uh, more of a, of the second topic that we have prepared with what is happening to Ryan Tannehill. But what I saw today was a tweet from my friend at ESPN, Diana Rossini was getting ready to do get up and I will read in fact the specific tweet from Diana so that I can give you guys exactly how it is that this topic fell into our laps because she was getting ready to go on national television this morning and get into the conversation about the best uh the best player who needs to win something or the player who needs to win something here it is from Diana can't wait to discuss this up uh this on get up ESPN who is the NFL's Paul George, the player who needs to win something to be considered great? So who is the player in the NFL that needs to win something to be considered great? And immediately into my head popped Ryan Tannehill. So tonight we're going to talk about there's three quarterbacks who I think fall into this category. Tannehill is probably yeah, maybe the best among them based on his track record and his ability here in Tennessee. But we'll talk about that here over the course of this evening's show. In fact, why don't we start the proceedings with the Two Rivers Ford take. Which QB has more to prove in the NFL? Is it Matt Stafford, Ryan Tannehill, or Lamar Jackson? Let me know in the comment section on Facebook Live, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Which QB has the most to prove um, of those three? Is it Ryan Tannehill? Is it Matt Stafford? Or is it Lamar Jackson? While you guys get in there in the comment section with your answers, I'll tell you about the people who present the Two Rivers Ford take each. And every evening, it is, of course, Two Rivers Ford. Since 1983, of course, Two Rivers Ford has been providing you exceptional customer service, American-made Ford vehicles, and they are providing you new inventory at Two Rivers Ford. They have all manner of new vehicles that are being rolled out Uh, Currently, Ford has some incredibly exciting vehicles that you are going to want to check out for yourself, whether it's the new 2021 F-150, whether it's the electric F-150 Lightning that will come out in 2022, the electric Mach-E Mustang, or the Ford Bronco, my personal favorite. Ford has all kinds of incredible deals 
on incredible vehicles, and you can look no further than the best in the business when it comes to local Ford dealers, of course, that is Two Rivers Ford. Whether it's a new vehicle or a pre-owned vehicle that they will give you uh, as a part of the Ford Blue Advantage program, which means that you will have all manner of protections on your pre-owned vehicle purchase. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So which of those three quarterbacks, Stafford, Tannehill, and Lamar Jackson, has the most to prove? How are you guys feeling about this particular situation? Uh, Dennis Sandoval says, agreed, Dak and Matt Stafford. So Dak Prescott is one of these players who is uh, who I think is a, is a fair candidate. So when we talk about Paul George, the Paul George of the NFL, right? Because this is the this is where I got the the idea for the title, basically, and and how Ryan Tannehill's career kind of mirrors that of Paul George in the NBA. They have been good players. Paul George at times has been great. Ryan Tannehill over the last two years certainly at times has been great. Consistently in the last two years has been great. Maybe a year and a half, but you you know you you don't necessarily need to nitpick. I think we've seen a, a large enough sample size of Ryan Tannehill. In Tennessee, to kind of understand what he is. But outside of the confines of where they play, people do not consider Ryan Tannehill uh, to be great. Matt Stafford has some of this as well, where he's been uh, a quarterback who has led the league in passing. He is going to lead probably the NFL uh, when it comes to like historical records that he is going to break. When it comes to passing, Matt Stafford has been to the playoffs three times and lost all three of his playoff appearances. He is 0 for 3 in the postseason. Ryan Tannehill, 2 for 2, and only having made the postseason with Tennessee. Because remember, Matt Moore started the Dolphins playoff game when Ryan when Ryan Tannehill was still in Miami. Then you have Lamar, who has been an MVP of the NFL. So, theoretically, he has achieved more than either of the other two guys that we're talking about. Dak Prescott is an interesting case study. As well, he gets overblown because he plays for the Cowboys, um, and injuries have derailed him as well. But I think that Dak is very, very hyped for a lack of legitimate accomplishments that he's been able to been able to secure. Right, the, the Cowboys have been middling with Dak Prescott. They have been great at times. They have had great offenses at times when they have the best offense in the league. When Zeke Elliott was at his peak, uh, when Des Bryant. Des Bryant was a part of the uh, part of the offense there too. They they the Cowboys have been successful, but they've never really quite broken through in a way that we would all look at Dak Prescott and say, you know what, he is a great, he is an NFL great among you know the players that we consider to be in that category. Whether you're looking at the elite, whether it's Mahomes and Brady, or you're looking at the next kind of tier of quarterbacks which, by the way, is rapidly changing because a lot of these dudes like Rivers and Roethlisberger, Eli Manning already having retired, a lot of these dudes outside of Brady are aging out. So the 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 conversation kind of begins again with who do you consider great in the NFL? So who has the most to prove, in your opinion? Stafford, Tannehill, or Lamar Jackson? Dak is a good nominee, so if you have another person that you would like to throw their name out there, we would accept those nominations as well. Dean Buckwalter says Dak. Chris Frazier says Matt Stafford. Karen O'Keefe agrees with Chris. Tannehill all the way, says Aaron Goff. Well, so Tannehill is an interesting is an interesting case study for this, right? Because he comes to Tennessee. He takes over about halfway through the 2019 season. 
He helps the team elevate themselves to an AFC championship game. Now, Derrick Henry is a massive part of that playoff run, but Tannehill is there uh, being, being a major factor in their success. Then we come to 2020 last year, where it's the best Titans offense in the history of the Tennessee Titans that he is presiding over. 40 touchdowns, 33 through the air, and seven more on the ground. He's got two almost 1,000-yard receivers, and A.J. Brown and Corey Davis just being, I think he ended up being like 15 yards shy of two, uh, of 1,000 and a 2,000-yard rushing running back in the backfield, who, of course, does wonders for Ryan Tannehill's success. But it is on Tannehill to be able to succeed. I think, though, that Ryan Tannehill, he's under a lot of pressure this year because he has been uh, given something like Julio Jones to pair with A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry, probably one of the better offensive lines in the league. And so now he will be tasked with elevating himself and his teammates come the postseason. Specifically with Julio Jones, Ryan Tannehill spoke on this uh, about two weeks ago when last we talked to him after a mandatory minicamp practice. Yeah, Ryan, the, the other day in practice, saw you just kind of talk to uh, Julio Jones after one of the reps. Uh, I wanted to ask you just how that conversation, that communication is going, just as far as you and him getting on the same page, as you mentioned before. Yeah, it's going to take hundreds of those little small communications, you know, um, throughout training camp, throughout now, up until, you know, even throughout the season. You know, it's just got constant communication, uh, fine-tuning things, making sure that we're seeing things the same way. Um, you know, I'm going to communicate with him how I see certain certain plays, uh, certain routes against maybe a low hip coverage or a high hip coverage and where I expect the ball to be um, on all those different types of things. So um, it's going to be a learning process. There's, there's going to be a lot we're going to have to cover um, from now until uh, until the first game. Uh, but it'll be a, a learning process for both of us, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. So that's Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill talking about Julio Jones and the work that the two of them are going to need to put in together. But ultimately, I don't think that it's Tannehill who has the most to prove out of this group. And I'm going to tell you who it is here in just a second, right after I remind you about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. My favorite sportsbook app is DraftKings Sportsbook. It is America's favorite sportsbook app because it is the top-rated sportsbook app among all of the sportsbook apps. It is easy to navigate. There are plenty of instructions for new bettors if you're New to this wonderful world of sports wagering, nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. When you pick any basketball team that is still in contention, bet at least $1, and if that team wins, you win $150 in site credits in addition to your wager cashing. All you need to do is download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code A2ZSports when you sign up to have a shot at claiming $150 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $150 in free credits in addition to your wager cashing. That's promo code A to Z Sports for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Tennessee only, wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800- 889-9789. Promo code A2Z Sports in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So I, I think to me the answer is Matt Stafford. I think that Tannehill's postseason success, you know, he's he's 500 at this point, but 
there has been, even if, even in 2019 when he didn't have to do a whole lot because it was the Derrick Henry show for those postseason games um, and route to the AFC title game, Ryan Tannehill has been effective and has proven that he can quarterback a winning football team through the postseason. Now, uh, people would go back and look at the 2020, or I guess that would have been 2021, postseason where the Titans go one and done. They host a home playoff game, they win the division, and then the offense sputters against Baltimore when they get a great performance from the Titans defense, which is crazy to me that that was the way that their season ended. Um, Lamar Jackson is going to get his. Lamar Jackson has proven, though, I think to the NFL and to the majority of people, there will always be doubters of any of these guys, particularly of Lamar, for whatever reason, but he is an NFL MVP for a reason. Lamar Jackson, I have seen him do things on a football field that I have not seen anybody else in my lifetime do. Tannehill, we we have seen him be able to compete at a high level, to win things of consequence like a division. Matt Stafford has played for the godforsaken Lions, so we understand that there have been several, there have been several postseason appearances by the Detroit Lions, three of them, in fact, with Matt Stafford as the quarterback. He has gone 0 for 3. We have heard and seen Matt Stafford be great, but be undermined by whether it's poor defensive play, bad coaching in Detroit because he's had several coaches throughout the course of his career. Now Matt Stafford lands in an ideal situation. He lands with the Los Angeles Rams and a coach who is supposed to be able to maximize his abilities as a quarterback. A a very, you know, honestly, the Rams kind of remind me of the Titans in the NFC where they have incredible top-end talent, but they are pretty thin as a roster. I would I would make the comparison between this year's Rams team and this year's Titans as well, because I do think the Titans are playing with fire a little bit because they are so talented at the top. And, and behind that, we, for example, in the wide receiver room, we understand what could potentially spiral if something happens to either A.J. Brown or Julio Jones. Josh Reynolds is, as yet, an unproven commodity. Perhaps he'll surprise all of us. We will. That remains to be seen. Titans for Life says, I get the Stafford argument, except Tannehill has way more weapons. I I, I do in, in this year, I do, I do agree. Tannehill plays on the on the more stacked team. But I mean, we we should not forget that Matt Stafford has had good players. Golden Tate was a good player with Matt Stafford. Calvin Johnson, uh, despite having to retire because of the way that the game took a toll on his body, has been a an incredible asset for the Detroit Lions as well. Matt Stafford has done well to elevate the play of guys like Eric Ebron, Kenny Galladay uh, when he was with the Lions, obviously a talented enough wide receiver to get paid at the top of the market this year. So, I mean, on this year's teams, Titans for Life, you are 1,000% correct. But if 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 you go by historically over their careers, I would say that you basically break even um, with what Tannehill has had and what Stafford has been able to work with as well. Uh, I'm just saying that I think the pressure is more on Tannehill because of the weapons of Steins for Life. I, no, I agree. I agree with that. I, uh, In fact, that's that's what I said. But what I'm saying is the, the player who has the most to prove is Matt Stafford because the narrative about Matt Stafford has been ongoing longer. Ryan Tannehill has largely, I wouldn't say largely, slid under the radar with a lot of this stuff because Miami is a big market. 
And he was supposed to be able to pull the Dolphins out of a rut in a way that he was never able to, whether it was his fault or on the fault of the franchise being run poorly. But what I would say to you is that Matt Stafford going to L.A. will have a ton more scrutiny on him, even as Ryan Tannehill has the expectations that come with playing with Julio Jones. I think that they will be interesting storylines to monitor. I think that there are several parallels. But if you're talking about the Paul George of the NFL, the player who needs to win something to be considered great, all three of these guys can make the case. Lamar Jackson, probably the least of them, because he has been an NFL MVP in his career. But Tannehill and Stafford do have a lot to prove to the NFL. I just think the scrutiny, whether the pressure is there or not, I think the scrutiny is on Matt Stafford more than anything else. Uh, the primetime people, y'all watching, see College World Series, says Brad Lefford. Yeah, we got Bandy in Mississippi State. At least I'm watching it. I got all, got it on in the office. Was wanting to talk about it tonight, but they started so late that they really weren't far enough into the game for us to be able to do a reaction show because of these. It's the third damn Vandy game. has been delayed in a row this year. Unbelievable. Uh, talking Lions weapons, he had Amendola and Abdullah uh, a great and a great punting game, says Riley Mort. Uh, yeah, Amendola and Amir Abdullah were not, uh, do not, do not competent weapons make, at least the version of, uh, Danny Amendola that ended up in Detroit. We're not talking about Patriots, Danny Amendola. Um, Tannehill has to prove he can win a big game when where Henry doesn't smash his Billy Goat. I mean, he has done that. Ryan Tannehill has won con- games of consequence without Derrick Henry be at, being at the top of his game. Um, Derrick Henry, having Derrick Henry as a part of this offense, is an incredible asset. And Ryan Tannehill doesn't have to do more of the heavy lifting than not because of Derrick Henry because of who plays uh, on that offense with them. But we have seen Ryan Tannehill deliver in the clutch several, several times. So I would not I would not say that Tannehill needs to prove to anybody that he can win a big game. It's can they win something of consequence. They have, they have won big games with Tannehill. Um, hell, Tannehill's first start was a big game. It was to save their season against the, at that time, San Diego Chargers. Um, not in January, says Billy Goat. 2798. What the hell do you call the Ravens game, Billy? Uh, Tannehill put them in a position to basically bleed, not this past, uh, this past January, but in 2019. Ryan Tannehill delivered two incredible touchdown throws where he didn't have to do a lot of passing in that game. But Ryan Tannehill gave them a 14 nothing lead over the best team in the conference and allowed them to be able to bleed the Ravens dry. Now, Lamar Jackson. Um, made some mistakes that made it possible for the Titans to be in that game. But Tannehill was there with a 75-yard bomb to Khalif Raymond and a uh, a, a butt-down touchdown that Jonu Smith caught with one cheek in the end zone. That was, that was on Tannehill. I don't know how anybody could possibly, how anybody could possibly deny that Ryan Tannehill has been able to deliver, even if the, you know, he, he didn't throw for 200 yards in that game. In fact, I think he threw for, some like somewhere like within 80 yards in that Ravens game. Like he just, he just, he was just ruthlessly efficient and he delivered when he needed to deliver. And to, to me, that is helping elevate a game, a, a team in a January postseason game. There, there is no denying any of that. Um, let's see. Great question, says Karen O'Keefe. Wentz has a lot to prove for sure. Um, who who brought up Wentz? I didn't I didn't see it. Dean Buckwalter saying 
Wentz is in this conversation, question mark. So <clears throat> I think we have seen, I would say no, Dean. And, and here's my explanation why. Because with Wentz, he has had that MV cal- MVP caliber season. Uh, and he has been around the NFL long enough to where we can kind of look at him and say, okay, now is the time when you need to prove something to us, being that he was a former second overall pick a couple of years ago. What was that, the 2017 draft? 2016 draft, if I remember correctly. So Wentz has been around long enough, but with, you know, that that's a good question because Tannehill, I don't think we would have had this conversation if not for the last two years in Tennessee. So it hasn't been much longer than the amount of time that Wentz was performing at a high level. Stafford has obviously, he he has the seniority in this conversation. So you know what, Dean? Uh, let me let me uh, correct my stance. I, I would accept Wentz as a part of this conversation. But at, I mean, he was literally the he was literally the worst the worst starting quarterback in football last year. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, Matt Stafford, and Lamar Jackson have never been that at any point in their career. So I I do think that there is some some you know uh, what do you want to call it some show us now or never type situation with Wentz, but I do think that I don't regard him in that same light as as Matt Stafford or Lamar anyway. Maybe Tannehill, you could make the argument because Tannehill's success at this level is recent and Wentz, we're not far removed from it, but it was, you know, about as long as the sample size of we've, that we've seen with Tannehill in Tennessee. Um, what they are saying is Ryan Tannehill to throw for 250 yards, three touchdowns, when Derrick Henry is held to 30 yards, it says Titans for life. No, I understand what they're saying. Uh, and I, I I would have to go back and, and, and find statistically if such a game existed, whether it's under 30 yards or whether it's under 50 yards, because Derrick has been on a tear um, in, in large part due to the fact that people actually fear the Titans passing game again. And, and to his own credit, because Derrick Henry is a, is an alien. So I will, I will, maybe that'll be a, a summer project. Um, throughout the course of the, the rest of this week, Titans for Life. I'll see what what Ryan Tannehill has been able to do statistically in games where Derrick Henry has been held in check. Now, fortunately, for you know the Titans and for Titans fans, uh, those haven't happened very often where either of those dudes have been held in check and the other one has needed to supersede um, in, in, a, in a victory. Anyway, I will uh, I will go I will go back and find those numbers for you and see if I can't write something up for A to Z Sports Nashville.com. Let's move on though and let us talk about the situation with the NFL offseason because the NFL offseason is uh, the worst for a great many reasons, but I want to know what you consider to be the worst part. What is the worst part of the NFL offseason? Let me know in the comment section. Because right now we're not even officially in the offseason. We're just in summer vacation for the league. But I consider it a part of the offseason. What is the worst part, though, of the NFL offseason? Let me know in the comments on Facebook Live, on Periscope, on YouTube, and on Twitch, if you would be so kind. While you guys do that, I will tell you about our friends at Brimac Mechanical. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. They will put you in your comfort zone. My power went out today in North Nashville, and I was terrified because I thought that my 
AC would go out and that the uh, the two kittens that live in my home, that they would die of heat exposure and that they would be baked in this house while I had to go to work and do radio today. But no, because I get preventative maintenance from Brimac Mechanical, when my power kicked back on, my HVAC functioned at a high level as if there had been no interruptions whatsoever. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brimac.com, satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. So the conversation is what is the worst part of the NFL offseason? Let me know how you feel about it, and I will clue you in on how I am regarding the NFL offseason momentarily. Uh, Larry Ford says not being able to watch football just in general. Yeah, I mean, you know, there is no football. Now, it doesn't feel necessarily to me like there hasn't been football because I've been out there watching mini camps and OTAs and and all of these things and and going about, you know, press conferences like it's football season, but, you know, not actually watching football on our screens. Although we did have the FCS for a little while in the spring, which was a nice, uh, a nice, uh, you know, what do you want to call it? An appetizer for the college football, for the FBS, and for the NFL seasons. Uh, Billy Goat says he dislikes the training camp. Overanalyzing, Brad Lipford just says the waiting. Jeffrey Benson says the Vandy Whistler. Uh, he is at it in full effect as Vandy is underway with their College World Series game. June, Shrikes just says generally. PFF projections, says Karen O'Keefe. And Titans for Life kind of plays into this same concept. Having to read all the lists being released and the usual off the field conduct issues. So let's take this in parts because the lists are the worst. The lists are my least favorite part of the NFL offseason. And particularly, uh, we did listen, we did a show yesterday and we did the radio show a little bit today about uh, a list in particular that two Titans made with the uh with with it being the NFL's all under 25 team, AJ Brown and Jeffrey Simmons were a part of that team. So, uh, you know, when when it's relevant to you guys, we can have a conversation about it. And in that way, lists can be useful. But then there are just the lists that are put out there to uh, to agitate, to, you know, to try and traffic in engagement, like what PFF, Pro Football Focus, did today. This is a tweet from 10 a.m. this morning. The top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL per uh, PFF Eric. What does your top 10 look like? So what his top, what Eric's top 10 looks like is one Mahomes, two Brady, three Rodgers, four Wilson, five Josh Allen, six Dak Prescott, seven Matt Ryan, eight Kirk Cousins, nine Baker Mayfield. And if you guess that Ryan Tannehill did not come in at 10 on this list, you would be correct. 10 is former NFL MVP Lamar Jackson. So Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, and Baker Mayfield, even Dak Prescott, make this list. But there is no Ryan Tannehill to be found. Now that's just stupid. It's just it's just completely ignoring um, a a success story and a quarterback playing at a high level, a higher level than I have seen Kirk Cousins play, a higher level than I have seen. Uh, well, maybe not Matt Ryan play, Matt Ryan play because Matt Ryan himself is an NFL MVP and has played in a Super Bowl, even if they ended up losing. Matt Ryan has been a successful player in this league for quite some time, but not at this stage in his career. Nothing about Matt Ryan last year made me think, yeah, he's up there in the top 10 of quarterbacks at this point. Nothing certainly would make me sit there and think 
that he is a superior player to Ryan Tannehill, for example. Um, how is Fitz magic behind Baker, says King Mofaka. Well, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is not on this list. But the list is the worst part. Justin Herbert should be in the top 10, says Maybrick. Well, listen, they do the list because you guys want to talk about the list. And you guys have your own top 10, and I have my own top 10, and everybody wants to tell everybody else about their top 10. But it is it is just, it's inane. It's just chatter. It doesn't actually mean anything. And a lot of times it's just done to get a rise out of sports fans, which it does successfully. Uh, Billy Goat says the fool succeeded. He got people talking with a shit list. Hey, this it's why it's why it's the worst part of the NFL offseason because we'll all talk about it, but largely the content of the the what is contained in the content itself is largely garbage. Uh, the worst part is that ninety percent of the lists are about QBs. I would love to see wide receivers, offensive line, tight ends, says Titans for life. Yeah, but they're they're just doing they're playing the hits. They're playing the hits. Nobody's going to debate top 10 tight ends the way that they're going to debate top 10 quarterbacks. Mayburn says Blaine and Mickey says Herbert was on their list. Um, well, you know, I if you want to do the list thing, do the list thing. I am not here to do the list thing. It's definitely a horrible list, says Jay Streets. I mean, it's just a damn list, and people get over people overreact about the list consistently. And Ryan Tannehill not being on any list among the top 10. Players of that position is not a correct list because he has been statistically one of the best and has been playing at a rate that is commensurate with guys like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, certainly Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, Kirk Cousins, or Matt Ryan. Ryan Tannehill is superior to many of those players, and yet consistently uh, people leave him off of lists or put him in funny places on lists with their rankings to be able to drive engagement further out of you. Uh, what is, what is going on right now? It seems like, it sounds like Vandy has, uh, looks like Vandy got on the board again with, uh, with a score, with a, uh, with another run. Oh, damn. Did Giannis? Oh, hell. Giannis got hurt. It sounds like I don't have the NBA playoff game on. That's awful. If that actually happened, because Trey Young has has been already ruled out of this game as well, um, I swear to you that the uh, I swear to you that the NBA playoffs has become so mutated without some of the players in this game. But to, to lose Giannis, uh, that is so unfortunate. Quote from AJ Brown says, "Mark Jones, y'all done effed up." Or oh, he's talking about he made a comment earlier. Uh, Tennessee will show again why they shouldn't underestimate this team, especially after adding Julio to Brown and Henry. Listen, I I mean, I, I don't think it's about them. I think it's about the quarterback. If you believe in Tennessee, it's because you believe in the quarterback, not because you believe in all the all of the parts that they've added. If you believe in Ryan Tannehill, then you think this team is going to be successful. Julio Jones does not make the difference of a playoff game or not. Would he help? Of course he's going to help, provided he stay healthy. But a belief in the Titans this year, is a belief in Ryan Tannehill. And, uh, and you know, lists or not, that is something that I think a lot of people who have paid attention to this football team particularly would be able to say is factually accurate. Middleton, uh, Mayburn Wright says, has to be clutch. Yeah, they're going to need somebody without Giannis. No Giannis, no Trey Young in this game. Good God. The NBA, uh, the NBA playoffs have been awash with injuries, which stinks because they've been really fun games when these teams have been healthy. All right, let's move on. Let's do our last Titans topic 
last NFL topic of the day, uh, gone viral. The question being, which Titans player would you want to work out with? Let me know in the comments on Facebook Live, on Periscope, on YouTube, and on Twitch. Which NFL player would you most, or which Titans player would you most like to work out with? Let me know in the comments on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch. We'll talk about it together uh, here tonight. Hollywood Titans says Derrick Henry. I don't know. Derrick Henry's workouts seem terrifying. But while you guys fill in your responses, I'll tell you about the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. You can work out because you can work out while the Ashton team helps go find you a new home because they will make it all about your peace of mind. They will remove the stress or as much of it as humanly possible from your home search, from your home buying experience. Your dream address without the stress is literally the tagline that these guys at the Ashton team live, preach, breathe, eat, and sleep. Gary Ashton will make sure that you maximize your investment potential in this housing market. And if you are in the market to sell your home, the Ashton team will provide you with the resources, with the intel to make sure that you sell for more in what is a seller's market. Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. Who would you like to work out with on the Titans? Let me know in the comments section. Uh, Brett Kern says, is it, is it's Adam Bear 99? Brett Kern would be the workout of choice. Lawan says, Jeffrey Benson, got to be beer involved. Thanks for Life says, Henry, I would just have to watch, stop and watch him 30 seconds in because the workouts are so vicious. Uh, 22 says Karen O'Keefe. Josh Roberts says it's AJ Brown for me. Well, AJ may make that dream possible because AJ Brown and Elijah Moore, I guess he was up visiting Elijah Moore in New York, whether it was over the weekend or whether this video was shot today, he was out visiting Elijah Moore and he said, you know what? I'm going to go to the, I'm going to go to the park. I'm going to go to the park in Brooklyn. I'm going to go work out with some people because there's some people cranking it out, doing big time stuff, big time exercises. Uh, which, you know, sounds a little ridiculous, but you'll understand what I mean once you see this video, courtesy of AJ Brown on Instagram. Up, one, down, up, three, down, up, three, down, up, four, down, up, five, down, up, six. Hey, man, we out here in Brooklyn. We just want to appreciate these boys for letting us pull up, show love. We yeah, work out with them, man. Hey, these boys in the jungle, man. <laughs> hey, we appreciate them. We appreciate them, man. Look at these boys. You boys apes out here. Yeah. Salute, Grinding. Salute. Yo, here. Jets and the Titans. That's my new team, y'all. Yes, sir. Ha, ha. Tell Tom Brady we coming. Yes, sir. Tell Tom Brady we coming. That's A.J. Brown and Elijah Moore working out in the Brooklyn Park. So if you want to work out with A.J. Brown, you can do that. You just have to, you know, be in the right place. At the right time, Karen O'Keefe says, dropping like flies. Uh, Eddie George, if legacies count, says Mark Jones. They should. Eddie George, I'm sure his workouts are insane. Farsender says, Tom Brady, health and recovery. Uh, where was that video found, says Titans for Life? It's on his Instagram, uh, at uh, on AJ Brown's Instagram. So you can go look that up, Titans for Life, after 
the show concludes. Mark Jones says ripped. Yeah, 100%. The man is cut the hell up uh, without question. So if you want to work out with A.J. Brown, you can do so. It just looks like it might be physically exhausting. Now, uh, maybe maybe I may be able to do it because I tell you what, the show is over. And it has been a fun one. Thank you, as always, for your participation. Um, new 615 Sessions podcast on the way out the door. Alan Bell, Joe Rexroad. We talked Vandy Boys as villains. So go subscribe, rate, and review to the A to Z Sports Podcast Network where you get my 615 Sessions podcast every Tuesday. Radio show tomorrow. Going to be a lot of fun. We do the dumbest thing in sports this week on Wednesdays. And Ted Wynn is going to talk more about Julio Jones in the Titans offense. You're not going to want to miss it. And if you do miss it live from 10 to 1, you can subscribe to the Buck Rising Show in your favorite podcast app after you've listened to the 615 sessions, of course. So maybe I'll be able to work out with A.J. Brown because it's the end of the show and I'm not tired yet. Although that's not true. I'm very tired because I myself had a 5.30 a.m. workout I'm going to go to bed after this. See you tomorrow.